Yesterday, August 12th, New Mexico Representative Stansbury and Ledger Fernandez held a press conference to discuss the ramifications of the pending Inflation Reduction Act, passage of which was expected at about the same time that this meeting took place. First, we're going to hear from Congresswoman Ledger Fernandez. Um, so, Congresswoman, over to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who is joining us today. Representative Stansberry and I are very, very happy, very pleased with what we are doing today because it's a historic moment. Today, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act to keep our promises and deliver for the American people and deliver for Nuevo Mexicanos. As you know, I have a big, beautiful district. And as I travel from the Northwest to Southeast New Mexico, there are similar stories. Restaurant owners, you know, they're paying big markups on chicken breast. So they change their menu to chicken thighs. And then those prices go up. And then they feel forced uh, to pass increases on to their customers. Parents are getting their kids ready for school. We're having, you know, go back to school. And all the materials are more expensive. Ranchers, I do a lot of talking to ranchers and they're paying more for feed and transportation, but getting less for the cattle at market. Even as the big four, big five meat producers are raising their prices far beyond costs. Working New Mexicans are taking food out of their grocery carts as the big corporations and CEOs are putting record profits into their pockets. The Inflation Reduction Act is going to help battle inflation and lower costs for our gente, for our Nuevo Mexicanos. The bill finally empowers Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices and cap out-of-pocket drug costs to $2,000 a year. There are 400,000 New Mexicans on Medicare. So those 400,000 New Mexicans are gonna receive the benefit, the inflation reduction benefits of these provisions. The IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act also extends ACA premium support for three more years. As we know uh, the, in the American Rescue Plan, we knew that health insurance, we need to make sure that we could bring those costs down. And we are doing that for two more years in this act. We're going to save 13 million Americans an average of $800 a year. And for New Mexicans, it's going to lower health care costs for 40,000 New Mexicans. It's lowering energy costs at an because it's gonna be investing in energy efficiency in American clean energy production. Clean energy is actually cheap energy. New Mexico has about 300 sunny days a year and some of the best resources for wind in the country. According to the New Mexico State Lands Office, New Mexico has the second highest potential for solar generated electric power production and the 10th for wind. And we are ready to take advantage of these job creating investments. Imagine New Mexico at the center of the Route 66 for renewable energy. Hashtag Route 66 renewable energy. In New Mexico, we know the costs of a drier, hotter climate. We've seen the Rio Grande run dry for the first time in 40 years in Albuquerque. You know, Representative Stansbury had a powerful, powerful statement on the floor of the House a couple of weeks ago showing, showing the American public that dry Rio Grande. 
We have suffered from the devastating wildfires and floods, and we know that we need to address the root causes of this problem. And this bill is making the largest investment in increasing clean energy production and addressing climate change in US history. And it puts our rural tribal union workers and agricultural communities, agricultural communities, remember I said that, at the forefront of leading and benefiting from a clean energy economy. In fact, the Inflation Reduction Act achieves the goals of my Tribal Energy Investment Act because it's going to make it easier for tribes to access loans for energy development. The, this bill that we passed today provides $550 million to make sure communities and households have access to reliable domestic water supplies. It has $4 billion for drought mitigation and the rest. So folks may ask, well, how much is this going to cost? So this bill is not only completely paid for, but it'll actually reduce the deficit by $300 billion. To do this, the bill requires massive corporations and the super rich to pay their fair share. And it makes sure that these massive corporations and these super rich don't cheat on their taxes. You know, working New Mexicans pay their taxes. The super rich should do the same. If you are making more than 400,000 a year and not paying your fair share or cheating, you're in essence stealing from working Americans. It needs to stop. So I've talked to New Mexicans across our beautiful state. I've talked to veterans, seniors, farmers, ranchers, business owners, tribal communities, and our wonderful young families that we need to take us into the future. I've heard their stories. And what we are doing is placing people over profits, people over politics. And we are going to keep building on the progress this bill represents. You know, Representative Stansberry, Melanie and I know that our job is to take the stories of hardship, but also of aspiration, and turn those stories into concrete legislative action. We've heard you, and we've delivered. We're providing solutions to the problems we face. So muchísimas gracias, and I'm now going to pass it on to my hermana, Melanie, Representative Stansberry. Thank you so much, and good afternoon, everyone, especially all of those who are joining us from New Mexico. I am Congresswoman Melanie Stansbury, and it's an honor to be with you here today. I'm here in my office in Washington, D.C., and it's also an honor to join as my fellow Congresswoman, Congresswoman Ledger Fernandez on this historic day. I have to say this is a huge day for our country, a huge day for our communities and a huge day to address climate change. Before we dive into how exciting and important the Inflation Reduction Act is for our country and for our communities and for our planet, um, I wanna take a moment just to acknowledge what a difficult last week it's been, especially in Albuquerque and especially for our Muslim communities. It's been a very difficult time. And I know those of you in the media who've been following this story closely know how much it has really rocked our communities to their core. And as we're working to finalize the investigation and bring justice to our communities, it's also a really important time to be grieving and healing in our community. And so I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge um, that it's been a difficult time for our communities and my heart is with everyone who's grieving and hurting right now. So um, my heart goes out to everyone. 
I returned to Washington last night uh, to work on passing the Inflation Reduction Act because this bill is absolutely crucial to the future of our planet, to the future of our country, and the future of our communities. I want to cut to the chase on this bill. This bill makes the largest single investment in climate action that has ever been seen in the United States and, frankly, in the planet. So this bill is going to help us cut carbon by 40% by 2030. It makes game-changing investments in good-paying jobs. It will help us to tackle the climate crisis, and it's going to help us lower healthcare costs and prescription drug costs for every New Mexican. For far too long, our families have struggled with really existential questions about how they're going to manage their livelihoods and take care of their families, and also the question of whether or not we're going to leave a livable planet for our children. And so this bill really cuts to the core of that. How do we make investments that will save our planet from the impacts of climate change while also supporting our families, lowering costs, and leaving a future for communities that's more sustainable. So this bill is crucial to doing all of those things. It makes key investments to help us rebuild our economy for hardworking families and small businesses across the state. And I really want to take a moment to help make it real for everyone what this bill will actually do to help New Mexico's family. First, let's start with healthcare. The Inflation Reduction Act will help to lower healthcare premiums for all New Mexicans who have a family insurance plan. And that means that New Mexicans can see a reduction of $3,500 a year on average for your healthcare costs. Secondly, if you are a Medicare recipient, the Inflation Reduction Act will make sure that you never pay $2,000 a year out of pocket or more for your medication because this bill helps to lower the cost of prescription drug prices and allows our government for the first time ever to negotiate those drug prices to bring down the cost of prescription drugs, not only for Medicare patients, but also for all New Mexicans. This bill also builds on the bipartisan infrastructure law that we passed in November that will help to rebuild our economy and lower costs for our communities and ensures that nobody who is of middle income or less will ever have to pay increased taxes because of this bill. I want to take a few moments to focus on the climate provisions of this bill because when we talk about the magnitude of this moment and historically the failure of the federal government to take meaningful action on climate change to really address the catastrophic impacts that we're seeing, this bill is the most significant uh, piece of legislation that Congress has ever passed to address climate change. It's huge for New Mexico, it's huge for our communities, and as I said, it's huge for our planet. And we know in New Mexico, which of course has been facing catastrophic fires and drought, thankfully we've been seeing monsoons over the last several weeks, um, we need to take action on climate change now. It implicates the future of our state and the ability of our communities to live sustainably for generations to come. So this bill makes really significant uh, investments in uh, our clean energy economy. Some of these estimates put jobs at about 9 million new jobs across the United States over the next 10 years. It will help to reduce emissions across every single sector of our society to help put us on track to reduce our carbon pollution footprint in the United States by 40% by 2030, which is essential to helping us meet our international commitments and to enabling us to not cross over a threshold that will threaten the future of our planet. 
And importantly, this bill makes massive billions of dollars in investments in our communities to clean up legacy pollution and to help spur innovation, manufacturing, and new jobs in clean energy while also supporting New Mexicans in weatherizing their houses and um, ensuring that each and every single one of us is able to be a part of the climate solution. So this bill is so significant for our country. It's so significant for our communities, and it's so significant for every single family and our state. And we'll start to see these impacts in the coming months and especially in the new year. I also wanna take a moment to talk about how this bill helps to sustain economic growth. This bill works hand in hand with $3.7 billion in funding coming to our state from the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, uh, which is the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which will help to make those investments in clean energy and infrastructure and in climate resilience and will help, as I said, to help lower costs for things like healthcare and energy costs and prescription drugs and many of the items that uh, affect our economy. So I just want to say in conclusion, we're going to take this vote actually in a couple of hours, the final passage of this bill, we've taken some procedural votes already, but really this bill delivers on my promise to New Mexicans and all of our promise to the country and to future generations that we would deliver on climate change and lowering costs for Americans. I'm deeply proud of the work that went into this transformational investments it's going to make in our communities and the ways in which it will transform our country and our ability to leave a livable planet for future generations. So with that, I want to turn it back to Zoe, our moderator, and uh, we can open it up for questions. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Congresswoman. It does look like we have one um, anonymous question um, asking if you all could elaborate a little bit more on how the bill will help with climate change. We have to remember that we have not invested at the level that we need to in uh, renewable energy resources and in the technology that we need to move us forward. Uh, think about the manner in which uh, renewable energy for electricity, the prices of that have been coming down significantly. And in the Infrastructure uh, and Jobs Act, we put in funding to assist with uh, the grid, right? So that we could connect our wonderful renewable energy from New Mexico to other parts of the country that don't enjoy our beautiful sunshine. Well, this bill is putting more into uh, prioritizing and building out solar and wind uh, in assisting uh, households to weatherize, to utilize solar in their own homes. So it's, it gets from the big things like the, you know, assisting with that large grid infrastructure, which we, we're doing together with this and the infrastructure bill to very specific, uh, helping people who might wanna buy either a new or a used uh, electric vehicle, right? Cause not everybody, you know, I, I buy usually used cars myself. And so this will help uh, people who might wanna buy a used car access and be able to buy that car. Uh, and we know that as, as I pointed out, New Mexico is really great on that um, in terms of uh, renewable energy. But the bill will reduce carbon emission by 40% by 2030. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's like huge, $9 billion and for consumer home energy rebate programs. And this will really help New Mexicans bring down the cost they are paying for their energy at home. 
Um, and 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 I'll I'll let I'll let uh, Representative Stansbury take on some more of the issues. She has been a leader in this issue because New Mexico is a leader uh, in this issue. Representative, thank you, Congresswoman Ledger Fernandez. I'll elaborate and also talk a little bit more about the details of how this bill tackles climate change. So at the beginning of this process, when we first began to negotiate what was originally the Build Back Better and what became this bill ultimately, one of the things that leadership both in the House and the Senate and in the White House, our president made clear is that we had to make sure that this bill wasn't a gimmick, that it actually substantively would affect our ability to impact climate change. And so that's part of why we keep emphasizing that this bill will reduce emissions by 40% by 2030 if it's fully implemented and all of the actions that are taken that are in this bill. And it does that by direct, uh, addressing carbon emissions across every sector of our society. So it's important to break down how carbon emissions get into the atmosphere very quickly. So um, our carbon emissions pie includes transportation, electricity, the building sector, oil and gas production, um, and other sectors that put carbon into the atmosphere. And in order to address our carbon footprint, we have to address it across every sector. So this bill makes investments to help our electricity sector make that transition to clean electricity. New Mexico has already begun this with the Energy Transition Act and our utilities switching to solar and wind. Uh, it helps to make massive investments in the transportation sector by helping with the infrastructure and investment in clean cars. So those are cars that don't uh, emit um, carbon pollution and electric vehicles. So it builds on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. It makes major investments in reducing our carbon footprint inside of homes through weatherization and efficiency improvements. And that will directly help, especially low-income New Mexicans, so that they can upgrade their utilities, improve their heaters and their refrigerators and their coolers and things like that. Um, it will help to implement uh, carbon reduction programs in states across the country, depending on where their carbon emissions are. And it makes significant investments in both resilience and carbon sinks in the agricultural sector and in our natural resources management. So that builds also on the work of the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So that includes things like um, more sustainable and resilient uh, agriculture across the country to help support our farmers and ranchers. So this bill really takes a comprehensive approach to how we address our carbon footprint and climate change and the way that it builds on the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the federal budget that we passed this year is that it couples those carbon emissions with the resilience investments that we have already made over the last two major funding bills to invest in the long-term water, forestry, and land resilience of our communities. So it really kind of, all of these pieces together make a comprehensive investment in climate action in a way that we have never seen before in this country. I would also add to uh, a little bit more uh, with regards to New Mexico, right? Because the bill also invests in national laboratories like Los Alamos and Sandia, so that we can leverage their expertise and in innovation to combat climate change. Um, and, and that's really key, right? We're, when we start looking at this is what do we need? We know what we have now, but we know that innovation and technology is key to move us to where we're, we're at yet. 
and and the same way in which we brought down the price of renewable energy through innovation and technology, we're going to be looking at our national labs based here in New Mexico to do that. And another piece that I think is important is that it's a very there's a methane fee, and EPA is going to have about 1.55 billion uh, to use through 2028 to help, not to penalize, but to help oil and gas companies reduce methane emissions. And I think that this is very important uh, because we in New Mexico have led on methane emission reductions, but we want to be on a level playing field with Texas because our Permian Basin is across the, you know, the Permian Basin is drilled in Texas and drilled in New Mexico. We don't want to lose activity because Texas is making it easier to emit methane. We want it to be a level playing field. And this is one of those areas where we can have very direct quick reduction on greenhouse gases by cutting our methane emissions. And that is feasible. It's technical. New Mexico is leading the way. We want it to be uh, something that happens across this country and across our borders. Thank you so much, Congresswoman. Um, it looks like we do have one other question. Um, just asking if you all could talk a little bit about um, how this bill will help our communities who might be suffering damages or the impacts from the wildfires um, and drought that's that's happening across New Mexico. I'm up at the burn scars. I was in Las Vegas in Mora um, uh, four times this last 10 days. Uh, and and what, what we're doing here is, as Representative Stansberry noted, by addressing and reducing greenhouse gases, we began to address the underlying cause of this historic drought we're in. You know, some have said it's a 1,200 year old, uh, we haven't had a drought this bad in 1,200 years. And so by bringing down greenhouse gases, by addressing some of the underlying causes to that, that's very key. But it also invests in actually building that um, resiliency in our forests. So we're gonna be investing in forestry programs so that we actually look at what can we do to reduce destructed fire seasons? What can we do to restore forest ecosystems? How do we improve the watershed health? Uh, how do we enhance wildlife habitat? Uh, and those are the kinds of things that will make horrible wildfires less destructive like what we saw, um, but also we will be able to use some of those resources and funds from this and from the infrastructure bill that had a lot of good funding in it. We are gonna be looking to these pots of money to be able to do the rebuilding and do the rebuilding in a way that makes you know, those beautiful forests in the Sangre de Cristos, those beautiful forests, um, you know, down south that have suffered, that to make them more resilient um, against uh, devastating wildfires. So that's going to be really important. We also know that we need to invest in our agriculture because a lot of those forests actually they're host to ranchers uh, who need to make sure that there is very healthy grazing opportunities within those forests where we're gonna go in and start taking out when they get too crowded and um, overcrowded, the oaks coming up, um, the, the trees are too tight. It, it's no longer really good grazing land, right? So we need to help 
clean up those forests, uh, make them more fire resistant. And then that also increases um, the pasture availability the, for both cattle and wildlife. So we're going to be looking at all of those different issues. I like what Representative Stansbury said about this bill is that it's comprehensive. It's looking at all of the aspects of our ecosystem. And in doing so, it's looking at all of the aspects of our interconnected economy here in New Mexico as well. And I think that that's what's unique about this legislation is it was very thoughtful. It makes it complex. It's, you know, we have a long list of what it does, but that's because it is taking this comprehensive look at both the ecosystem and the integrated economy we have here in New Mexico and in the United States. Yeah, and I'll, I'll build on this from a little bit more of a technical standpoint. First and foremost, the most important thing that this bill does to help address drought and catastrophic wildfires is by addressing our carbon footprint. What we know is that even though human tragedies are what led to some of the catastrophic fires we experienced this year. They were made more intense by the drying conditions that have been driven by climate change, these unseasonable winds and the really strange fire seasons that we had in New Mexico this year and across the country and this millennial drought that we're experiencing, which is the signature of climate change. If we are going, going to be able to address the long-term impacts of climate change, we have to actually stop climate change as much as we can right now as quickly as possible because if we don't, New Mexico is looking at losing its snowpack and stream flows by in some places 70 to 90 percent over the next half century. When you think about the impacts and the implications for our acequias, for our pueblos, for our tribal communities, for our rivers, if we don't address climate change right now, the impacts that we've seen just this year alone will be far more catastrophic in the next several decades. So the most important thing this bill does is cut our carbon emissions. Secondly, this bill invests in forest management as well as some of our water investments that we need for conservation. And the bipartisan infrastructure bill also made billions of dollars in investments in water and forest management. But to address the question of the near-term impacts of the fires we had this season, along with the drought and strange water regime that we're seeing right now in New Mexico, I want to point you all to the huge drought and wildfire package that we passed two weeks ago in the House of Representatives. That bill represents really a comprehensive approach to one, helping to make our communities whole again with the bill that was led by Representative Ledger Fernandez in the House, the Hermit's Peak Bill, which we passed both in the NDAA and in that drought bill a couple of weeks ago, as well as our bipartisan bills that I've been leading for the Rio Grande Water Security Act and the Water Data Act, which are both really crucial pieces of legislation to not only help us weather through this drought, but to help our communities plan and be prepared as we're moving forward to all of the impacts that we're seeing from climate change on our water systems. So, you know, there's no one single piece of legislation that can solve all challenges. All of these pieces of legislation work together. They create incentives and opportunities to tackle these challenges. And what I can say is that there is not a single Congress ever in American history that has ever taken the climate challenges of our country and our planet more seriously than this Congress and taken the action that we are about to take today.
This bill is being passed through a reconciliation process, so it's a budget process, and because it affects the jurisdictions of multiple committees, the bill is being uh, moved through and debated by multiple committees on the floor of the House. So um, I believe there was three hours of debate, which began sometime after 11, um, and then there'll be some speeches and other procedural matters that will happen on the House floor. So I think we can expect final passage sometime between 3 and 5 p.m. Eastern. So thanks for that question. All right, thank you so much, Congresswoman. Um, as a reminder, if any press still has any questions, um, please feel free to go ahead and type your question using the Q&A function, um, including your name and your outlet in the question, um, or feel free to use the raise hand function to ask your question by unmuting. All right, well, if there are no further questions, we'll, it, we'll go ahead and wrap it up right here. Thank you all so much for, much for participating. Thank you, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Bye-bye.